0: For the Bills. Hands on their feet swinging a miss.
1: Well, here, watch this baby out
2: of here. Welcome, everyone, to this edition of the Inside the Phillies podcast. I'm Ben Silver. We got Lauren. Let's and long. fucking go, baby. Alex Cole.
3: Alex <laughs>
2: Cade Kistner, the Phillies are going to the National League Championship Series. There are going to be four teams <laughs> left, and the Phillies are one of them. Ladies and gentlemen, what do we do? Seriously, well, I, like, do you know what um, to do? Do I know what to do? I don't know what to do. I was, I was what, ten last time this happened? No, I was eleven. I don't know. I, just, I don't
1: know about you guys, but I like haven't fully processed it yet. Like in my brain, not even close. Like. You know, and I was seeing people on Twitter today be like, "The Phillies are four wins away from going to the World Series," and I'm like, "No, it's it's not clicking in my head. Like, it's not registering in my mind."
2: The build up to this was so sudden because it's like, you know, you look at like 2008. The that team had a team of destiny feel throughout the entire regular season. Lidge's perfect, Lidge's perfect season. The victory no throw to keep it that way. The 2008 double play to to seal the division clincher. The the. All of those NLDS games were tight for the most part. And the Phillies just sort of waltzed through the playoffs. They they won 87 games in the regular season. They're gonna be the 1987 twins, you know, winning the World Series out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, the, the Phillies are in position to face the San Diego Padres, who who they took care of in the regular season, mind you. I I'm not sure whether it was four and three on the record or, or five and two over seven games, but the Phillies. The Phillies, I would bet on them right now on an even money line, they are a better team than the Padres.
1: I don't discount the Padres here, though, because they they're a good beat, team too. They beat the Mets and the Dodgers. Um I mean that's that's saying something that they that's were able exactly to beat those a right. hundred plus win teams, and you know, they kind of have the same feeling that the Phillies do right now. Um they have that sort of destiny vibe going on, and uh, I think it's gonna be a really, really fun series to watch,
2: yeah, I no, think- I mean, both teams are are evenly matched, but I like looking at the rotation, looking at the lineups, looking at the bullpen, I just I feel like I have to give the edge to the Phillies in pretty much every category. I mean, maybe the the back end of the rotation, the Padres are a little better. I don't know if
0: the Padres have that same team of destiny vibe. I got to be honest. I, especially given the kind of schism that was, was drawn across their clubhouse with Fernando Tatis, you know, obviously being suspended uh, for cheating, by the way. um, You know, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like that did a lot of things to their clubhouse. Meanwhile, I look at the Phillies and it's like, the number one thing they have going for them is team chemistry. I mean, ever since Rob Thompson took over, what, uh, the record was like twenty games positive, something of that of that note. I, I can't believe pull the number exactly. from my butt. It
2: is, but sixty-five and forty-six.
0: Right. So, like you know, nineteen games positive. But throughout that whole thing, there have been ups, there have been downs. The, the bullpen carried them for a little bit. The offense carried them for a, a brief second there. The rotation carried them at the beginning of the season. Right. Now it just feels like they are riding team chemistry all the way through. You know, when the offense doesn't show up, the, the the rotation does. When the rotation doesn't show up, the bullpen does. When the bullpen doesn't show up, you know, it's like one of those weapon triangles or whatever. Um, but it really does weapon feel triangles. like, yeah, a weapon triangle, you know, like, like in, in, in in video games, right? Um, so uh, it it really does feel like, you know, they're picking themselves up purely on – adrenaline and on chemistry and that's a pretty damn good feeling I feel like for them Um, meanwhile the Padres are ballistically talented I mean Manny Machado Juan Soto you name it they have a great rotation but like I don't sense that same bonding agent I, I might be wrong and I might just not watch enough Padres baseball but like I don't know they don't have that same feeling that being said you're right,
2: still a really great team. Yeah, I mean, it, it's also just like looking at the guys who come into that clubhouse at the trade deadline. Juan Soto, Brendan Drury, and Josh Bell. I mean, Brendan Drury was batting fourth the other day, and he's got like a 724 OPS. Josh Bell is a shadow of his shadow. His, his OPS plus right now is 75. He's batting Oof. 192 since Oof. coming over to the Padres. And and like Soto, sure, he's Juan Soto. He's, you know, he's he's still, you know... Got an OPS of what, seven eighty? But like, he's it, slugging. He's not slugging four hundred. He's Soto good in the is, playoffs, though. He is playoff yeah, proven. Uh, sure, that's fair. But like, you look at these guys who have come into this clubhouse, and I'm not, I'm not scared of any of them. I mean, of of everyone, I'm scared of the back end of the rotation. I mean, Joe Musgrove is probably the best number three starter in baseball right now, and Mike Clement. Mike yeah. is 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 good. Uh, I mean, I think he's. You know, about on the same level as Syndergaard and Falter. but it's like the Phillies have a better lineup. I mean, Harper and Schwarber and Hoskins and and it's 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 so much deeper. Even Marsh, like you look
1: at see you. We're getting cocky.
2: We're
0: getting getting too cocky. You're missing the
1: fact (laughs) that the Padres, the bottom of their order, very similarly to the Phillies, has been picking them up.
0: Very good point.
1: Um, and I and Austin Nola has been one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's I
1: can't not a good player. Oh, like I don't Bryson, agree.
2: Bryson Stott and Brandon. Marsh Man, you're talking way
1: too much shit right now. You need to relax. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like Trent so, Grisham is not a good player. He's oh, fine.
0: I
3: it he's, doesn't
1: matter if yeah. the team's hot. The team's hot.
3: Right, and the, the Padres they're
1: thinking and
3: feeling the exact same way that the Phillies are right now. You're correct. They had arguably a harder path to the NLCS than the Phillies did. I mean, they, beat, they beat 200 plus win teams throughout the season and the Phillies, I mean, they took care of business against, you know, the Cardinals who was a matchup that the Phillies were, you know, Philly fans were really hoping for in the wild card and then took on the Braves. And I don't think that anyone wanted to play the Dodgers um, at any point in the postseason. And so you have to imagine, I mean, how the Phillies feel, you know, this team of destiny and they are playing out of their minds. And the way these guys are responding to each other and responding to Thompson and the the moves they're making, the way they're performing is fantastic. The Padres are doing the exact same thing. Um, And so I think it is kind of easy to get lost in, in all of this too, because yes, the Padres, you'd rather face them than the Dodgers. If you know, in the NLCS, right. But this is not going to be a cakewalk. There's not going to be a, neither to sweep the other um and i think this game
1: to, goes to a game 6 or 7 i'm right, 100%
0: one thing i will say too is that uh, and i kind of forgot about it a little bit but uh you kind of compare these two teams bob melvin came in this year for the padres and they love him they absolutely adore him um and when he was having his health issues i don't know if y'all remember like they were, all the players in the clubhouse were like yeah we really miss him like we really you know we want to have him back he's really unites us same vibe as you know Rob Thompson and the Phillies, right? So it really, it kind of does feel like um this is a this is a bit of a team of destiny matchup. And I do, I gotta say, I feel like whichever team comes out of this alive is probably the one that is going to uh, have the most people on their side for the World Series. I don't know if they're gonna win the World Series, but they are certainly gonna have a lot of people backing. Them.
2: What you you think that people are gonna root for the Astros over the Padres?
0: I mean. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past this Astros team is like no, the the definition of like prime team construction. Right. So I'm, like,
2: go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm, I'm kidding. No one's who's rooting for the Yankees or the Astros over the Phillies or the Padres. <laughs> it's such point. an easy pick. Well, no one likes either. the Yankees aren't there yet. Yeah, they're not there yet. I don't okay. know. Sorry. Sorry. Let me, let me hold myself a little too hasty yeah, there. I don't know. It really, but you,
0: you are right in that sense that like, first of all, there have to be Cleveland guardians fans to, to root for the Cleveland guardians. And I feel like those don't exist. Um, And then, you know, the Yankees, the Astros, they are kind of the the evil empires. So I see what you're saying.
3: So one thing I do want to point out though, is that, um, you know, Lauren and I, uh, we kind of took the positive route on the last podcast. And now you two are oh. all, you know, excited, rightfully so. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't lose. let me in with that guy. But, but, Don't agree me with Ben. He's scary. But, but Lauren perfectly called it and the Phillies winning it in four games. So her optimism, yes. uh, you know, the Phillies must have heard it and, you know, took that to heart and uh, and put out. So <laughs> Lauren, do you have good a job, Lauren. Fish?
1: yeah everyone bow down I know so much ball no one can even handle it see it's Um, funny I just I because I know it I think the order like last week went Alex and Ben and they both picked the Braves and I was like I'm so disappointed in both of you I picked the Braves at
2: five at least
1: I was like the Phillies are not losing this series are you kidding me Um, but I mean yeah momentum is on their side and even after game two where they got shut out and Reese Hoskins had that horrible error and, you know, everything kind of seemed to unravel. I mean, it was like impossible to see the Phillies losing at home after, you know, see, after they got to experience that atmosphere.
3: Uh, I mean,
1: it was loud there. Yeah. The rally towels were going constantly Um, and just, you know, obviously we talked about like the, the Reese home run and the bat spike and JT's inside the park home run. I mean, those are like the moments that, you know, we'll talk about, like we talk about Shane McDarino's grand slam and the Matt Stairs home run. Like those are the moments that we'll remember. So yeah, I mean, I, it's hard. It is hard to see them losing a series right now. That being said, I do think this series with the Padres is very, like, very evenly matched up. Um, And I'm really looking forward to watching it to see what happens. And I I was also just sick of seeing the Dodgers in it.
0: Oh, so true. Please go away. I will say it does feel like um, those are the moments that, like, when October baseball rolls around, those, like, on this day in, you know, on October 17th of 2021 or 2022, where am I? what is going on? <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the Phillies Reese Hoskins, uh, you know, slammed a, a three run home run and then threw his bat on the ground. Like it's going to be those moments. And I really, that really does make me happy to think about because, you know, the team is creating new memories, right? New post-season memories. And that's, that's all you can ask for, especially entering this season when, when everyone was seemingly down. Uh, but to, to defend myself a little bit. I didn't think that I did not think that Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola both would um, show up as, as like, you know, as, as, as well as they did. And that being said, they, they obviously lost the Wheeler game, but you know, he pitched incredibly through five innings. It was, it was unreal to watch. I didn't think that that was going to be a given now, I feel like it's a given. And having four games of these next seven started by that tandem, it really does not feel like the Phillies can be put at a disadvantage here.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
1: Well, even real yeah. fast, like even my family, you know, they were watching at home and they just said that the Braves players just looked like deflated. Like they just looked defeated by that crowd.
2: No one wants to play um, in Philly
1: yeah it's it's a
2: scary place to to go
1: so-called hostile environment yeah Yeah.
3: (laughs) so you know all four of us were there at the ballpark in some capacity at different points throughout the weekend I think I was covering on a professional you know basis so I was kind of wondering what everybody's uh you know perspective was um you know and, uh, and what your experience was like at the ballpark and seeing it like that—you know, back-to-back sellout crowds for the first time—and what well, seems like a really long time.
1: Um, well, I had never been to a Phillies postseason game before. Um, this is my first time going, and um, it didn't disappoint. I mean, g- getting to see them clinch, getting to see the Phillies clinch, was just like everything I could have asked for. Um. And the inside the park home run was especially like exciting. Uh seeing J when I saw JT like round third, I was like, oh my god, he's going for it. Like um and yeah, I mean just it was high up, but you know, you get the view of like the entire stadium from up there and also the city. So it was really, really it was really fun. And um pro I mean it's probably the best game I've ever been to. Um, and it also just reminded me of why I love baseball as a sport in general. Um, so, I mean, I had a great time. 10 out of 10 experience.
2: I I So, I've been going to a lot of Phillies games every year since – like 2018, I I my summer job for a few years there was go to a Phillies game every single night because tickets are nine bucks and it's easy to get in and you can go sit down right on top of the field. And I was very self-conscious for a long time. Man, the Phillies are in first place, but there's only 22,000 people here. I, I remember when I was like nine years old, there were 45,000 every night, you know, what's going on? And I, I get there and I'd sort of like shield my eyes when they did the attendance. I, I was very self-conscious about the people did not care about the Phillies. So having that validation, having 45,000 fans in the park, not on a Sunday afternoon, bobblehead day, when the retiring someone's number or when the Yankees are in town, but having 45,000 people in the ballpark to watch the goddamn Phillies, that made it special. Uh, I've been waiting for that for a long time, and and it lived up to it. When when Hoskins hit the home run, especially on on Thursday, I have not heard a crowd get that loud. I I was also at the Eagles game versus the Cowboys on Sunday night, and, I mean, it, it didn't hold a candle to it. I mean, there there were 25, 20,000 more fans in Lincoln Financial Field, and I was maybe 50% as loud.
0: Yeah. uh, I mean, it was, honestly, it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Not because, you know, obviously witnessing playoff baseball is really, really awesome, but I got to sit in the outfield with my dad and be a fan for like cuz i've really tried especially lately you know just trying to uh get give 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 things a little bit more of a you know objective vibe you know like what people want from from their the the folks that write about their team um but i really let myself be a fan on friday and it was honestly pretty amazing it was uh it really does kind of remind me why even though they can be such a um uh, uh I I don't want to call it a toxic thing but sports can be you know a little bit much sometimes
1: an emotional really, roller coaster truly but it really
0: <laughs> reminds me of why being a sports fan in general is so elating um, because you're in a room with 45,000 other people that want the same thing as you and everybody gets to be close and you know united in that one factor and uh, I mean I saw some things on Friday that I just could not believe random people taking their shirts off you know beating their chests and being you know incredibly happy over all of these things that in a vacuum would seem strange to be so happy about, but it really, it, it brings back memories of like why I became such a big sports fan in the first place. And it was really, it was kind of magical and I know that's cliche, but it really was um, especially with all of the moments that, that transpired on Friday. It was
2: really awesome. And the other thing that makes Philly's games and especially atmospheres like that so special is that Philadelphia sports fans are quick, man. Yeah. Someone picks up a chant, someone starts saying something, you all of a sudden, 45,000 people chanting DUI at Marcelo Zuna. I'll be honest, <laughs> I did not know that man had a DUI, but I do know that now. I knew you that I knew, know? Well, oh. I knew he had a litany of other things. I mean, <laughs>
1: Oh, no. I mean Marcel Ozuna
2: is no stranger he's to uh not. he you should know, not be on a baseball field. <laughs> the inside I, of a police uh, office. But uh
1: I don't know why he's still in the league. I don't get he it. sucks too. That's he's a baseball player. Point.
0: Hey man, it's me, Ozuna from the Braves. Ah. And that's that's how he that's how it happened. Yeah. Uh, I yeah.
1: actually see that I didn't know. I knew he had the DUI. I did not know he said that. Yeah, and he I pulled, was he pulled the horn.
0: He showed his his baseball ID. He was like, "Hey, man, it's me Ozuna from the Braves." <laughs>
2: Didn't Tony oh, no. La do that too? Yeah,
0: like you got he got arrested all DUIs? the time because he has four DUIs. It's do you great. know who I am? It's you seriously, even...
1: <laughs>
3: you
0: yeah, man.
1: We
3: have a we have a we have a cell with your name on it over here, Tony. Follow me. Oh
0: God, it's just. <laughs> either way, though, I mean, it really—that is my ultimate like. That's what made me so happy on Friday was just being there. Um, not the Phillies playing their first playoff baseball in, in you know, over a decade, not them winning and, and advancing. It was more that like, I really was reminded as to why this stuff is so much fun. Like yeah. it really is. Um, and it's nice to be reminded of that because sometimes it, it doesn't feel that way. So it's yeah, always was, nice to be. Reminded I was a
1: little emotional. not going to lie. I yeah. was like, I'm going to cry right now. Wow. <laughs> um, just thinking of like, wow. Like, I have not experienced this since I was 12 years old, um, and now it's back, and I get to experience it as an adult. It's scary, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I mean, it's, like, the game itself for me wasn't emotional. Like, I got I got all my emotions out when they clinched on, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, what was it, a few weeks ago against Atlanta. Like, that, that really, that hit me but just walking into the stadium and seeing everyone file in and it was half an hour before game time and there wasn't an empty seat in the house and the rally towels were waving as they announced Rob Thompson's name. I mean, that, that was special. And I I, am glad that our generation and a new generation of kids gets to experience that because for a long time, people did not give a shit about the Phillies. I have a lot of friends who are huge sports fans but you couldn't have paid them to watch the Phillies because the Phillies sucked. And I tell really...
1: you, so many people came out of the woodwork uh, this past so week true. posting about the Phillies. And oh I said, my. where have you been? But I, I'm not going to be that person. I don't I'm complain. Gonna, Hop I'm on the bandwagon. Yeah. I'm not going to gate I, I will never.
2: and you I want, did you for want a little bandwagon?
1: bit, not going to lie. But you on the now bandwagon? I'm not.
2: <laughs> get the hell on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, people would text me about it and people would, you know, they were replying to like my Instagram story. They're like, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Go, Phillies. I'm like, yes, go, Phillies. (laughs) I
3: think we all got a lot of that this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was a a good time. I'm really glad that you guys got to go and I got to meet all of you in person, except for Alex. I'm sorry, man. Uh, Not your fault. You had more important people to (laughs) meet. The the timing was, uh, was a little off, but um, you know that was you know you you guys talk about you know it it being amazing for you guys being there and, and you know in that capacity that you were and you know it was um it was a dream come true for me too to be able to cover a game like that and cover a series like that um you know I got to go to St Louis for wild card um and represent us and got to do it again in Philly uh in the NLDS and. I'll be right back there again, uh, this weekend. So, um, but, you know, just being there and, and, and being able to represent us. I mean, I you know talked to a lot of people in the press box, um, who knew every single one of you guys, um, in some, you know, shape or fashion. And, and there's so many good things that, uh, people have said about our work and it's just really cool to be there. And then, and then just to experience that, right. I mean, the team that you cover, regardless if you're, you know, grew up being a fan of theirs or whatnot, just like being there for that moment and being able to, uh, share those experiences with, uh, with our readers and things like that. And our listeners, it's just, um, it, it was really fortunate for, for all of us. And I'm very proud that, you know, I get to get to represent us. And that was just, it was an incredible opportunity, uh, for our site. And so, um, and we get to keep doing it. So, um, and I'm really, really happy for you guys that you, uh, that all three of you got to get to be there and experience that, um, the way that you did. So that made me, made me really, really happy. So, um, just like the Phillies went. All right. That said, do we
2: have individual player picks for uh, Phillies of the NLDS? Because I, I know I have my guy, and I'm An I'm NLDS curious. MVP? I don't I don't think any of you guys eh, you know what someone might pick them, but yeah, NLDS MVP. Go ahead.
1: Well, if you have yours, you know, go ahead. Let's All right. hear it.
2: So I'm only, I was just kind of picking this guy. (laughs) Now that everyone is, I'm going first because he's not an obvious one. Um, But Gene Segura had an OPS of 1.149 in that series. Yeah, he was good. I mean, every time he came up to the plate and it was totally went under the radar. Like, I I don't really remember him having any big hits, but in every rally, he was on base. Like he, he batted 462. He had two extra base hits. He had two walks. He only had one RBI but he scored three times and I, he, he was just always in the middle of things.
0: Yep. I, I, Great I agree. Great defense
2: too. Like can never complain about Siggy's defense.
0: I think mine's going to be similar. Uh, mine is Brandon Marsh. You
1: stole mine. Uh,
0: <laughs> and I think I can't decide whether it's because he's the youngest guy on the team, um, you know, who is just doing so much. Um, but I mean – it really that that can't go unnoticed. This guy is younger than anybody that debuted for the Phillies this year. He is the like a new guy in town coming in hoping to be embraced by this new fandom by this new whatever. He just comes casual, you know, the the a three-run home run that gives them the lead in a clinching game. You know, it's just nice and casual. Like that's a huge hit. That's an absolutely massive hit. And for him to be able to come up with that against Charlie Morton, who is like one of the most feared uh, pitchers ever, like of all time in a clinching game, that's pretty huge. And for me, I was just really impressed with him, not only on the field, but like the way that he seems to have bonded within the clubhouse. He's another one of those guys. He's, he's like Bryson Stott. He's like Nick Maton. He's a spark plug. He really is. And uh I, I've really enjoyed just following him this year. Um I just think that he's he's gonna be a great addition to this club. Um and I'm excited to see a full year of him next year. Uh, but he definitely he gets it for me. Huge
1: hit. I just like he just feels Marsh just feels like he was meant to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's he's weird to me that gritty. he was on the angels. Like <laughs> I'm like, no, he's he's the Phillies, he belongs, he belongs here. Yep. but um, um, I would say my Philly of the NLDS is Nick Castellanos,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, cause I mean he almost single-handedly won the Phillies game one, um, had that amazing catch and had three RBI in that game, um, and he looked like the player that the Phillies paid paid for in March. Um And he had a great series overall. He, he had a couple more, you know, timely hits. And uh he wasn't, you, you know, you actually noticed him, mm-hmm. uh, which feels like it's been a long time coming. He felt for a while he was in the lineup, but he wasn't doing a whole lot. But now it's like, you know, he's contributing again. And I mean, Almost everyone in the lineup has been contributing besides Schwarber. So, I mean, once Schwarber gets going, I mean, it'll be scary.
0: I do feel like many of us are going to try and come up with uh, like edgier answers, but I think (laughs) that one, Lauren, and the one that Kate is about to give, uh, I think these are the right. Answers. I think that Ben C- and I were just. C- C- I feel Please like there's a Bryce couple Harper.
1: more correct. <laughs> I,
2: I think the one. I think
1: the I, one I,
0: that
2: Kate's. I was really going. Part. I was skirting around Bryce
3: Harper. I feel I like Reese Hoskins
1: can also get. Are I not, would actually like to elect uh, Noah
3: Syndergaard. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I no. I, I really liked you know the Segura answer. I think he's been this like quiet force in the bottom yeah. of the lineup, even though he's like used to hitting you know a little bit higher up. Brandon Marsh has been great, like uh, mm-hmm. Bryce Harper said, you know, post game of game four you know they went out and they got this young kid at the you know trade deadline and look at him now hitting a three-run home run uh to help clinch you know their spot in the nlcs and then lauren we've talked about a lot too like nick cassianos right a lot, he's gotten a lot of heat off flack lately but i think i've said it we've all said it like if you start hitting at the right time particularly in october then that's all that matters right that's all that's gonna matter people and everything's gonna be forgiven um and he's doing that um so you know yeah like you know Bryce Harper is great right um you know he's been he's been great this postseason he's tied for the most amount of home runs in the postseason um but I'm gonna run it back actually and give yeah I'm going to retract give, my statement quickly. Uh, I'm going to give my, and I don't think this is super edgy. I'm, my my Philly of the series is Aaron Mola, and here's why. Okay, um, okay. except the, that works. <laughs> for the same reason that he was my Philly of the series for the wild card, right, is the Phillies come home in game three. They're coming off a pretty t- uh, tough loss uh, in the second game, and Aaron Mola is making the first postseason start at Citizens Bank Park in a long time, and the team has to get back on track. Imagine what would have happened if they lost that game. We might be having a different conversation today, and it might be that the Bra- the Philly season's over, and we're doing a season review, right? But instead, Aaron Mola came out, pitched incredible again, like another incredible outing. Clinch a postseason berth three starts ago. Last start, or whatever, yeah, three starts ago. You know, two starts ago, he clinched, you know, the NLDS berth. And now he's helped propel the team and got them back on track and getting into the NLCS. He hasn't allowed an earned run the entire postseason. Or the the clinch- clinching game too. Don't forget that. Right. I mean, the dude has just been oh, on fire. And every time every starts. time the media talks to him, he's just like, you know, just like, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm just going out there, you know, my job and everyone else is amazing. And, you know, I just, I just love pitching, man. And he just does it. And he's been this guy who the entire time of his career has had all these expectations. And then he falls apart in September or whatever it might be. And when the matter, when the moment matters most, he's the best fucking picture in baseball in the postseason. (laughs) It has been incredible. How can you not pick him? As your Philly of the series, a Philly of the postseason. If I could, if I could give an MVP award to a postseason guy, it would be Aaron Mola. He I means mean, so much to this team and No doubt. At.
1: Cole you Hamels can, won. Kate,
3: and, and the Cole NLCS. Hamels You can NLCS give
1: that a true, true. MVP, so. Yeah.
3: Right. 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 I'm just talking about that. that. Hey, that, here's your trophy for October, man. You've earned could, it. I mean, like he really? Crazy. He, yeah. You could rat. do
1: it. Again. I also
2: want to address um, the elephant in the room just before we're deplatformed. Um, that Bryce Harper is. Should have some sort of honorary status. Oh, yeah. none of us he's really.
0: the right answer. He's the logical answer. He but is. He is.
2: We provide marginal
0: can, content. Yes. Can I give at. an honorable?
1: <laughs> can I give an honorable mention to Reese Hoskins too? Yeah. Oh sure. no. But
2: I, I, I also want to mention about Bryce Harper. Guy, now we're deep. Left. Guy <laughs> had a 600, 1600 <laughs> OPS. Batted five hundred. Two home runs. Yada yada yada. He almost had a negative WPA for that series. Somehow he he point oh one. Reese Hoskins, two point point one eight. Brandon Marsh 0. 0.31. I mean, J T Realmuto 0.01. But Bryce Harper, because all of his hits came when the Phillies were up like four runs in
0: garbage time. Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
2: And all of his strikeouts, which there were four of them, came with runners on base in a tie game.
3: Right, and that's right. kind of why. Start why a flick, I went... babe, yeah, right. And that's kind of why I went with Aaron Nola, is because I thought about how well Bryce Harper hit the ball you know, mm. in, this, this postseason, Right. Mm. And I, you know, I think we've, we've written about it and we've covered it, how, you know, he's kind of overcome those struggles that he was facing since returning from injury in late August, but all these big hits, right. Have come. I mean, the game two, one against the Cardinals, they were like really winning by that time. Same thing with um, Saturday afternoons home run. I think it was, you know, maybe eight and, to three yeah. not to make nine to three or something yeah. like that. So, um, Yeah, he's hitting the ball hard. He's he's playing really well, and I also like the fact that he's like manifesting these wins. Like he's Mm -hmm. going around to every player in the clubhouse and before the game, like, "Hey, we're winning this game." What? Yeah, we're winning this game. Okay, man. Hey, we're winning this game. Right? (laughs) And that's what he's doing. He's he's that's how he leads. He's just like, "Yeah, we're not losing. We're not going to lose today, guys. Go out there, let's play. We're not losing." And that that that's a big part of the psyche too. But like when you look at like when those six have come, vice what other players have done. Right. All the players that we've mentioned have been the catalyst to starting those big, you know, scoring streaks, those big innings. So, I, I mean, obviously, Bryce Harper is the heart and soul of the team, but you got to really give credit where credit is due as well.
2: So we, I was just mentioning WPA and how Harper didn't really have much, oddly enough. I want I want I want you guys to guess something. Aaron Nola obviously led the Phillies in WPA for pitchers this, this series. He had 0. 0.17. His championship win probability added was almost 2%. Who do you think added the second most win probability for the Phillies this series pitching-wise? I'm curious what your, all of your answers were.
1: Pitching-wise? Yeah. Um,
3: Sir Anthony Dominguez. I was going to go Dominguez or maybe Brad oh, Hand. Uh,
0: I'm gonna go, Brad. Oh, Brad Hand's a good answer.
3: That's it. It is Brad.
0: That's so. Good.
3: Let's fucking go.
2: Point one four. He was more than Alvarado, more than Syndergaard, more than Dominguez. I mean, he almost had as much as Dominguez and Syndergaard combined, and they threw. Let's talk seven about a flawed ball.
0: statistic later. I, I mean, he <laughs> I
2: barely
3: remembered from in. that series, but he, he no, shut down. He shut he down everyone. Did, he, he didn't allow a run. He came in in big situations. Yeah, I mean, like when the games were pretty close. He came in, and I think he faced – I think he faced he the, faced the middle, middle of the order. order at both yep. times he, he came out, or three times that he came out. I fully,
0: expected, I fully expected I fully an Austin Riley 690-foot. Yep. He was
1: nowhere to be found this nope. series. Oh, my God. Where was he? Invisible. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, hand – so in game one, we pulled this up. Game one, one inning, two strikeouts, one hit, ten pitches. In game, in the, did he pitch in game two? No, this is game three. Game three, game three win. One inning, one hit, 13 pitches. Game four. Let's see. Uh, two outs, one strikeout, nine pitches. I mean, call him efficient. I'm mean, like, Damn, what he the woke. hell? <laughs> just, when has Brad Hand in 2022 been a <laughs> shutdown reliever? Do you guys remember what the Phillies did to him in 2021?
1: Look at his ERA
0: so Busy that'll good tell this you year. the story yeah
2: Busy's, i know
0: <laughs> but it's, it's still, gotta be it's, i
1: did not realize you like changed your voice for a second and that just scared me i was like who is talking right now
2: <laughs> so behind me, edge like, in the chat <laughs> i mean uh, seriously the, the phillies last year had I mean like they hit brad hand for something like a 9.5 era his ERA last year was 3.90, and it's like you go back fine. He's been a good pitcher throughout his career, but he hasn't looked like a good pitcher in 2022. But his slider was devastating this yeah, series. it really I was. Mean, it, it hasn't had that much movement, I don't think, since like 2018. I mean, th- that was the all-star pitcher, Brad Hand, that the Phillies thought they signed, and boy, did they need him, and they deserved him too. All
3: right, guys, well, we have kind of uh... – derail our podcast just a little <laughs> bit um we were gonna yeah, talk Brad about appreciation the... hour yeah no 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 i like talking right hand but uh <clears throat> man we were uh supposed to talk about there's another series coming up isn't there wait what <laughs> yeah i thought be... that was it wait are they supposed you The think feelings, they won the, the, you won think... the world series you you, i don't yeah, know you think i don't know be, how the world series now right i've never Alex, yeah, i've never been here have... before They got to play this, uh, this small college team that no one's ever heard of. I think San Diego Padres. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe we should maybe talk about that series a little bit.
0: Well, on the, uh, what is it? The cocky to distraught meter or something like that. I think, I think Philly's Twitter is feeling pretty cocky. Um, and, and that being said, I think a lot of, a lot of us are too, but I think that this is going to be a really tough series. Um, I think just as just as we mentioned earlier Joe Musgrove is like easily uh the best third starter in all of baseball probably um he's and we saw just how devastating he's going to be uh against the Mets and of course someone will have to go out there and touch his ears at some point I guess <laughs> um but I do think that you know it's really hard I Ben I know you mentioned you know you you kind of look at the um at the Philly side of things and uh, you kind of give them the advantage in every respect and honestly I'm I'm not sure that's the case. I honestly especially if Josh Hader is pitching the way he's pitching, especially if their rotation's going the way they're going, especially if their lineup is going the way it's going, it feels pretty evenly matched. I I find it hard to give the edge to anybody here.
2: I mean, I I want to give the edge to Philadelphia. Obviously, I've been watching them more, and I've watched the Padres. I've I've seen their games, but I haven't been dialed in the way I've been dialed into the Phillies. But my my big my big thing comes from the top of the rotation in that Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler just so thoroughly outclass you Darvish and Blake Snell. Both pitchers are, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter how you rank Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, but of that group of four, Wheeler and Nola are one and two, and Darvish and Snell are three and four, and those pitchers are probably going to go up against each other four times this series. And really, the Phillies should be winning three of those four games. That's a good point. If if Ranger Suarez or Syndergaard can win one of their games, I, I think that this series should be pretty thoroughly in the Phillies' favor. And you know what? If Ranger Suarez and Syndergaard don't game probably series probably goes to game seven, and then then Suarez gets another chance. I I, I think between Three starts from Suarez, Syndergaard and Nola. One win is all the Phillies need. That's a good point.
0: I could agree. I just feel like uh, I don't know. It's hard. That lineup on paper, the Padres lineup on paper appears devastating. I mean it's, it's quite scary. Uh, they do lack a little bit of leadoff presence, but like Manny Machado and Juan Soto batting back to back is like a a terrifying that's like a, a scene from a Philadelphia fans nightmares um and yet here we are so i don't know it does feel like uh it does feel like the phillies especially rotationally should have a pretty decent a pretty decent advantage um just given that they get four starts from wheeler and nola but i don't know for some reason i again i just don't feel confident and i
2: don't know why yeah i mean I- one explanation for that I could see is that Wheeler and Nola will be starting three of their four games in San Diego. Like the the only game started by one of those guys that's going to be in Philadelphia is, is game five um, by Wheeler. And if at that point the Phillies series, the series isn't tied, it's going to be a problem. And who knows? San Diego might be a house of horrors. You know, that that's a tough stadium to play in They their fans. Maybe not quite as rabid as Philly, but, they're good fans very
1: um that's the thing with i also don't weirdly don't feel as confident as i did going into the series with the braves um but i i think it's because i feel like the podge i watched pretty much all of that uh game four between the Padres and dodgers the other day and they just you know it was a really good game um and i was really glad that i got to see all of it um but I just I feel like they're gonna be like a thorn in the Phillies side this series. Like there's gonna be like random players that kill us. And we kind of didn't experience that with the Braves this past series. Like there wasn't one random player that killed us. I mean, they had a couple home runs here and there, but um Darno. Yeah.
3: Darno hit the and ball Olsen, pretty good. So true.
1: And Olson. He was, he was yeah. on one. Yeah,
3: Matt
1: um, Austin's kid. But um yeah, I just – I don't know. I just feel like uh, the Padres are going to be – they're going to be tough, I who, think.
2: Who will be the next Cody Ross?
0: Stop. I don't even want to bring
2: that in I don't – don't,
1: don't mention that name on no. this podcast.
2: Oh, yes. I, I, there's maybe no baseball player I hate more than Cody Ross. I, I, Austin Nola has,
0: has Cody Ross vibes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie person. to you. It's,
2: it's going to be someone crappy, too. Like, it's not going to be someone who's actually good. Like, Nola is Jerickson a solid – well, no, I think Jerkson Profile is a good major league player. I, I think Austin Nola is, you know, he's fine. He's, you know, he provides value on defense. You know, being a catcher, his hitting should count for a little bit more. But like, it's going to be someone bad. It's going to be Nola or Grisham, who's been on fire recently. Or That's Brandon, what I'm saying Drury. it's
1: that bottom, it's that bottom half of their lineup. It's oh,
0: Jake
2: Cronenworth could be. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. the, the Phillies well, and, have that too. The and Phillies Juan have that Soto... too
1: being so familiar with the Phillies also concerns me a little bit. I know he hasn't been, you know, the player he normally is, but, you know, like we said, it's, he still wants Soto and he's seen the Phillies a lot in his career. So I don't know. He, he could always break out too. And that that's a little concerning as well. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think too, that, um, you know, the Padres in particular, you look at the pitching, right? I think that the Phillies probably have an advantage uh, in terms of rotation, um, at least at one and two, um, like we've talked about. The thing is, is that you Darvish is their number one guy. Like, he's been a very good pitcher this postseason. Yep. He's been a pretty darn good pitcher this year. Um, but one thing that I've watched you Darvish since he's coming to the league, I saw him with. You know, the Cubs, I saw him. when we got traded to the Dodgers from the, from the Rangers, um, and now in San Diego. And one thing that you, Darvish, is really good at is having implosions at the wrong time. And <laughs> yeah, and so I think that, you know, Darvish has been criticized at times for like big game mentality, that kind of thing, not really having it. Um, you know, he might've overcome that, but that's another thing. Like you start getting to him, you know, and you, you, you never know, uh, you look at, I think it was the 2017 NLCS. And when he pitched against the Dodgers, he gave up three runs and in five innings. Um, and that was, you know, pretty much it for him. That's pretty much it for the Cubs. Uh, it was kind of said and done at that point. So there's a possibility that happens here too. Um, and then, you know, same thing with, you know, Blake Snell, he's had his ups and downs. Joe Musgrove is a very good number three star. He's had his ups and downs, but you look at the Phillies one and two, and you just you look at Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, and you just don't see those same cracks that you might see yeah. in the in the Padres rotation. That's a good point.
2: So with with Darvish, something interesting I noticed four six zero career postseason ERA. I, I wrote down his postseason ERA this year. Wow, that is it. It,
0: shockingly bad.
2: It it is. I am saying, but. Big game a, in tally,
3: is it there? Right. There
2: is a very big butt here. Darvish pitched 3.1 <laughs> innings. You like that, Alex? I probably should have muted myself to laugh at that. Anyway, <laughs> um, Darvish has pitched 3.1 innings um, uh, in the 2017 World Series and gave up nine runs in that span. Yeah, and he a has lot of
3: explosions.
2: But but you have to remember, a lot of Darvish's. Pitching ability comes from the fact that he throws like seven different pitches. And the Astros were cheating during that World Series and he was tipping his pitches really, really badly. So a lot of that postseason ERA, a lot of that that narrative that he can't pitch in big games comes from that series. And sure, you know, I still think the one before that. Well, no, the rest of the rest of his time, he was pretty damn good. Um, he had one bad game in 2016 in the American League Division Series against Toronto, where he pitched five innings and gave up five runs. But yeah. other than that, the the ERAs for individual series for Darvish are as follows there: 270, 180, 142, 270, 129. And then in the most recent NLDS five four zero. he pitched five innings and gave up three runs. Darvish should not have the label that he is a bad big game pitcher. I, I really attribute a lot of that to Houston being cheaters. And that said, I still think Nola and Wheeler are both far superior to Darvish. He's a good pitcher, sure, but Nola and Wheeler are great.
0: Yeah, I do think that it, 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 that is where things kind of rest for me right now is that you're playing a seven game series and you're seeing those two twice, right? So it's, you know, it's Nola Wheeler, Nola Wheeler against assumedly, uh, Darvish, Snell, Darvish, Snell. First of all, the Phillies see Snell very, very well. We know this. Um, and on top of that, I mean, they don't have the best track record with Darvish, but when you're putting those two guys on the mound, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it should be a pretty, a pretty solid, uh, give them a pretty ch- solid chance. That being said, I do think things get so skewed when you look at those games three and four, right? I would take Musgrove and Clevenger over Suarez and uh, and Syndergaard any day, which is, and I know that's the minority of games, but like that is where things start to get a little bit, I think, uneasy for for me personally. Um, right. That being said, the Padres bullpen has also has been lights out. I mean, Robert Suarez has emerged as this unhittable force, and then uh yeah absolutely crazy and then and then hater that's a little bit of a different story as as our sideline reporter lauren Namor can tell us uh <laughs> he turns into well what, what was the picture you posted squidward when he tastes um, the uh
1: yeah it <laughs> was it when... uh when squidward's going to tonight
0: yeah um
1: yes and then uh a 2 g radio stole it for me yeah Ironman.
2: oh
0: recall <laughs>
1: canceled
2: let's get them all fired <laughs> no
0: but it does it does feel like uh i don't know it for some reason i just don't feel you know one way or the other about it but that was the way i felt for the phillies brave series and it worked out well so uh we'll see either way honestly i have to say this is further than i personally saw the phillies making it um, and I am ecstatic for them and primarily for the, for their future. I mean this does huge things for a team uh going forward, especially chemistry wise and and in terms of mentality um and I think that either team that gets past here um is gonna be pretty easy to- easy to root for so I'm excited I think it's gonna be a great series
1: um so what are our predictions yeah, for the wow.
3: series. you, you
1: Start us off Lauren. Me starting off? Okay. Yeah, go
3: Lauren, Alex, Ben, and I'll go.
1: Okay. Um I say Phillies in six games. And wow in six. Yeah. Um and something, you know, to go back to what Alex was saying, um, it's I'm very proud of the Phillies for getting this far and it was very unexpected. Um, so no matter what happens, I'll be, you know, I'll be happy that they made it this far, but at the same time, I'm like the Phillies can't lose. (laughs) They, they can't lose. They have to win this series. And I, I don't know. I think, I think that they'll come out victorious. I really do.
0: It does feel a little bit, uh, there are some team of destiny vibes here. i I have to say, and I that is gonna make me go Phillies in seven, I think. Uh, and I only say seven because I do think they lose one of the the Wheeler Nola starts. um and I think then, you know, Ranger Suarez probably comes up and and absolutely shoves um because that's the kind of guy he is. He always rises to the occasion. Um so i I am looking forward to um seeing how that plays out. But personally, it just feels like they've played too good to to roll over now. It really does. And, uh, you know, granted, I have not been paying as close attention to the Padres, but I mean, they might've had a tougher road here, but the Phillies have really made for some tough competition. And I think that there is something to be said there. They have just played really well. So Phillies and seven for me, I think. Yeah.
2: I See, my issue initially coming into this, I shouldn't say my issue, initially coming into this, I, I was full on board Phillies and six, you know, Wheeler Nola twice. It's tough to beat that, but I've realized that three of those starts will come in San Diego. And I think it's going to be damn tough to play there. I, you know, it's a long flight. There is no off day between game five and game six. They fill the Phillies play at two o'clock on Sunday. And then they play at eight o'clock on Monday in San Diego. So they better be ready. I didn't they, even notice that, though. Yeah, no, there's an off day in between games two and three, but no off day in between games five and six. brutal. So that I, is I, think, brutal. I think this series is going seven. I think that the Phillies probably win two of the Nola starts, Nola Wheeler starts. I think that they, they definitely win that Wheeler start at home. I think they probably win another game at home between Suarez and Wheeler. And then it all comes down to – can ranger suarez show up in a big moment versus joe musgrove in game three and i i think it's really a coin flip i i'm not sure if we get the suarez we saw in game one in atlanta but again i think that wheeler will probably pitch in game seven if it comes down to it rob thompson is has shown that he's willing to use suarez in the bullpen he's shown that he's willing to use wheeler in the bullpen so i'm i'm going phillies in seven
3: Yeah, I've had a a little bit of time to think about this. I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. Um, I do think the Phillies win. Initially, I thought six. And then I revised it to seven. And I think I'm going to say five. Oh, yeah. Five. I was kidding. Wow. Yeah, I think five. And, And yeah, here's why. I, um... I like the way the Phillies are hitting right now. You've seen their propensity to pass the baton to the next mm-hmm. guy. Um, they put up lots of runs in in innings. Uh, they, once they have a hot inning, they just keep going. I mean, it feels like they flipped their lineup over, you know, a couple of times against the Braves, uh, which, you know, they have good pitching. That's why they, you know, won the, you know, NL East. Um, and so, I think that with the confidence that Wheeler and NOLA have, I think that they, I think they win those two in San Diego. I really do. Um, I just feel like this Phillies lineup, you know, and the rotation just feel like they can't be beat. Um, And then I think they come back to citizens bank park. Um, I don't, I think they win the Ranger game, game three. And then I think they lose game four. Uh, And then they come out fighting game five because they want to clinch at home. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, as all of us saw it, that is a hard place to play during the postseason. Um, you know, I, I have, you know, friends that are from San Diego. They go to a bunch of games. I've, you know, talked to a lot of people that cover the, the Padres and they're like, yeah, but, you know, Petco is like so like it's so loud and our fans are just as crazy. And I'm like, man, your stadium's called Petco, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And like you're trying <laughs> to compare like San Diegans or you know to well, what are they even called
2: San Diego I don't know that sounds terrible
3: right better name yeah to Philadelphians Yikes. right and so and and like you said Ben like you know Philly they just pick up these chicks like one one person just comes up with something and then all of a sudden like they're in the they're in the opposing team's head I mean Brian yeah. Snicker said it after what was it game three or something you know someone asked him like hey. Um, you think it was going to be like this he's like hey we knew that you know philly was going to be tough to play in but this was this was <laughs> totally something that you know we didn't expect i so mean I, I just say it's hard i mean i think i think wheeler and mola don't lose i think range i think ranger wins he's been he's been just amazing and then i think you lose game four and then you see what happens in game five they, they pull it out on Sunday like
2: at the tomahawk chop is i'll be honest it's pretty intimidating as racist as it is like a pitcher comes in and you have everyone, you know, chanting the same thing. It's, it's, it's a bit much. Can you imagine if the Phillies went into New York and the stadium started chanting, let's go Phillies, like it would be Mm. rattling. Now imagine that like threefold with something that's already intimidating and the whole stadium is doing it, but they're doing it kind of out of sync. So it's a little bit eerie and it's impressive. I would be terrified yeah. to play in Philadelphia. Between that and all the fans chanting "Spence" or "Spence," or as Strider was crumbling in the third, I I would not want to play there. And I, Kate, I think you're right. I think the Phillies probably either win in five or they win in seven uh, because yeah. they'll either they'll either come out swinging or it's going to be a slog.
0: I could not imagine what Citizens Bank Park would look like if the Phillies took the first two in Petco. I. Would I don't think I can even fathom that at this point. Just because that that feels like something that like that would be storybook. That would be yeah. utter. You'd have people outside the gates trying to scream at the Padres. Like you'd have people in the parking lots. Parking lots. It would be things. absolutely absurd. And I feel like, I mean, if they if they can win those games, I mean. Yeah, I'm with you. I do I do not think it goes back to San Diego if they win the first two. Right. And I but I don't think they happens. win the first two. I think game.
3: Nola and Wheeler are just they're so good. And what happens if Kyle Schwarber starts hitting the ball? Like that's, what that's, I'm
1: that's what I was just going to say. I wanted to make one final <laughs> prediction before we wrap this up. I think Kyle Schwarber is ripping a ball into the night at Petco. Oh,
0: it, don't do that. Oh.
1: Uh. <laughs> No, I, I think Schwarber is gonna wake up. Hoskins yeah. uh, will Hospital I hit one so, off
2: the Western so. Metal Supply Company building in the was...
1: <laughs> Schwarber wants oh, to have yeah. his moment.
2: Do you guys remember his that was where his first home run yes. came? He, hit, I he actually in, do. in two yeah. games. He hit his first home run, and the next night he hit two more home runs, or maybe yep. it was two home runs and one home run. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh it's that gonna was be my, nuts. My dog thinks it's gonna be Phillies and in five, and, by the way. Yeah, I, I think yeah. with that. You're Alex's dog signaling the end of this podcast. As long as we don't have any more final thoughts, uh, I, 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 I have one. one. One final thought. My one final thought. One final is thought.
0: that if if Kyle Schwarber wakes up and he does get his moment, that dude is going to be like if he wakes up early in the series. I think he'll be an NLC NLCS MVP.
2: Yeah, I really do. I, I like that prediction.
0: If he goes off. In one of the first two games, you can guarantee it. it he just—that's the kind of guy that when he gets rolling, it's time. June Schwarber, June
2: Schwarber, baby. Hmm. For Lorna Moore, Alex Carr, Kissner. Kistner. I'm Ben Silver. We'll probably catch you guys after a Phillies NLCS win.
0: Oh no! See you next week. <laughs>